0: Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment,
1: and I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is usually not longer than thirty minutes, so let's get started.
0: So it's Labs time for Vision OS. The Labs were announced; uh, they are starting like this week. Like they started very quickly after announcement. Yeah. Um, this is this is kind of an exciting time. I I I kind of expected this to be much later in the summer, and nope, it's now. Yeah,
1: no. I, I would say it in a delightful way. Completely caught me by surprise. Like I knew there, you know, they Apple had posted on the their like you know Vision OS uh, compatibility planning page that in July they were going to be announced. It was like you know that, that that was that they had listed that, and I expected what that meant is they weren't ready to announce the logistics at WWDC. But they were ready going to announce it, you know, sort of sometime towards the end of July, and it would be something describing a process that would be the end of this year, like October, November. There would be uh, the labs potentially with the like. There's three levels to this that they had announced then, where there's these compatibility evaluations, which is kind of like ap- Apple test flights. Will test flight test your app? Like you send them a. build of it. And they someone at Apple would run it and give you kind of a report about it. And I think this is also specifically focused on if you have an existing app that you're curious how it would work without making large modifications, there's a process to that. And I figured maybe that will come the summer to kind of get people warmed up. And then they have their labs thing, which is these kind of on in-person, hands-on experiences, actually running it on physical hardware and those I expected to be the end of this year, and then they have a process where they describe that there'll be a, just some kind of developer kit, and you know that it's like who it's hard to even have expectations with something like that. I think generally that's going to be going to very high profile developers, people who whose apps really need physical physical hardware in order to be developed at all. Um, you know, there's experiences that I could imagine things that if your app just doesn't work in the simulator for whatever reason, like you're a much higher candidate for getting a developer kit, but even the developer kits, I expect it to be same kind of thing, like end of this year. And then last week, Apple announces it's like, it's, you know, it's towards the end of July. So they are true to their word. They did the announcements and it's like, everything's, you know, kicking off right away, you know, a week later. Um, which is exciting, which is cool, which is also a little overwhelming and, uh, is something that I think is, you yeah, know, I think we'll, I think we can have some interesting discussion about the, the actual kind of logistics of how this is going to go. And then I have, I think also some tips for people who are, uh, fortunate enough to go to one of these labs. I think I've, you know, had experiences similar to this in the past throughout my career. And I think there's some things that you can do to really maximize your time there. But like, just to start with, it's like, whoa, the labs are here. They're, um, In Cupertino, London, Munich, Shanghai, Singapore, and Tokyo. So there's a variety of different places. There are a variety of different times. And it was a process of like you applied to it. And the process was relatively, you know, sort of straightforward. They just wanted to know about your app and kind of where you are, you know, kind of where you, what, what app you're working on, why you want to come to a lab, and then like, that was the, that was it. And like, and it's, if you're, we're selected for one, it'll, you'll be going to it this week. So wow. Like I was not expecting that. And I think I'm very glad that I prioritized some of my vision OS work for this. Cause originally my plan coming out of WDC was, okay, I'll focus on iOS 17 uh and watch os 10 and those would be my primary things and then you know presumably i'll get these you know shipped and ready uh you know hopefully by the beginning of september september those will launch and then if in my mind all the actual hands-on experiences were going to be coming in october november that'd be perfect that's when i could start working on uh, vision os but when apple added the little like thing that you know they were going to make an announcement in july i guess like my spider senses started tingling and it was just like you know maybe i should prioritize spending a week really focused on Vision OS now, just in case, just in case that there's, you know, this is actually going to be sooner than I think when they say like it's good products going to launch early next year, maybe they mean, you know, January or February rather than like March, April, May. Um, and it turns out that was a very, I guess, a smart move on my part to just spend some time doing that because I have a pretty good prototype of Widget Smith running in Vision OS in the simulator and kind of have a, that. The enough of a prototype there that it's, you know, would be useful to go to a lab, that it would be useful to um, have some experience actually on a device, because there's something there. It's not just like you know, my first, you know, add the, the, you know, the the thing they always talk about in the FGC where it's like, oh, just add the target, you know, Vision OS. And then boom, the app will run there. And it's like, <laughs> just, check sure, check it <laughs> just check a checkbox. Just check a checkbox. It works. It, it, and it does work. The app will run. Yes. But it's awful. Yes. <laughs> so I've, I've had enough time to be able to make it not awful. It's not perfect, but it's, you know, it's not awful. But yeah, I was not expecting this. I'm glad I was sort of ready to be able to apply though. And uh, it's kind of exciting that it's soon in some ways. Like I'm, I mean mostly just coming from a place of I was you know I was one of the pe- people who was fortunate enough to try it at WWDC and that experience was just amazing and ex- like kind of overwhelming and if anything is was so surreal that I now almost it feels like a dream like it feels like this abstract thing. Like I'm not, did I actually do that? Was I actually, did, did that happen? Or was I just like, did I, did I go to WGC? They announced the vision pro and then I like had a dream one night. <laughs> you were there, but it wasn't really you. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Like I heard someone else having this experience. Like it feels very abstract because it was kind of an overwhelming, uh, sensory experience. And so I'm, it came back from that really excited about it, really, 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 j- you know, jazzed about. Um, developing for vision os but it's like now i'm excited that it's like huh maybe i'll be able to actually try it again and in a way that won't hopefully be so surreal because it isn't this like 30 minute you know high speed tour through all the things rapidly on a you know on an experience on rails that presumably if you go to one of these labs you i'd be working on my app in vision os and actually trying it and experiencing it and not being on rails for that experience. And so that's very exciting to actually like see what it would be like. Um, that's like, you know, amazing and exciting, but oof, boy, I am. It's like I'm. I'm both incredibly excited and also incredibly nervous for what this will do for my summer plans. Because like iOS 17 is still coming. It's still like, it's not like they've announced. Oh, you know, you know, vision, 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 lab, vision lab soon. iOS 17 pushed off for two months. It's like I've still somehow got to balance these two things. But uh, that's a problem. I, I welcome navigating for sure.
0: And iOS 17 has a whole bunch of new things for widgets, which is kind of your yeah. deal. So it it's not kind like of my deal. It's not like this is a quiet summer for you. <laughs> No I, no, I I kinda don't know but like every few days I forget that Vision Pro and Vision OS exist. And then like you know, a few days later I remember like, oh wait a minute, there's a whole new platform coming <laughs> that I have to be prepared for. And I'll you know, I'll do some experiments and I'll, you know, run my stuff in the simulator and and kinda see, okay, well this is interesting, this kind of works, this kinda doesn't. Um, and then, you know, I'll get I'll get distracted by IOS iOS 17 work for a while after that. Again, you know, forgetting about the Vision OS. And then they go and announce labs and it's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> if I if I'm gonna be there, you know, on day one of Vision OS, which and we don't we don't know even when that will be. All we know is quote early next year, and that could be you know January second or it could be you know May thirty-first. <laughs> it could yeah. be a huge range. Um, so I've had a hard time figuring out when and how much to invest in Vision OS right now. Um, you know, I, I think from a pure numbers perspective, investing in Vision OS, it's kind of like a, a high-risk investment. You know, it's like some, some new, you know crypto coins coming around and it's booming and it's like okay well you can invest some in that and depending on how much risk you're willing to take you know and it could have big upside probably not right uh, at least not yet not for a while um and that, that that's how vision os i think is if you are investing all of your time in vision os i think that will set you up for potentially very high reward but that's a risky game it's probably not going to be a big boom time quite yet. Now, it could have other value. Like, you know, it, this platform is going to be, as we mentioned before, it's probably going to have a pretty slow start in terms of just sales volume and, and um, you know, influence and demand uh, for various apps. Uh, but that doesn't mean there's none. And there's, all, there's other things. Like, so even if your app doesn't sell a whole lot of unit copies on Vision OS for a long time, um, it might be might be good for things like if you want to have like a blog or a YouTube series where you're teaching people about Vision OS, it can help boost that. Uh, if you want to have um, you know more promotional opportunities from Apple, maybe uh, you know the, being on Vision OS and, and being a good citizen there um, will probably improve your likelihood of that. Um, so there's there's kind of other side benefits there that like even if your app is not going to sell a ton of units for it it might make sense for you to invest some time there. Um, But then the question, of course, is how much, like if you look at other devices, for instance, like imagine if like, would you make an app, would you spend half your summer making an app that would only work on, say the Mac pro, you know, or an app that would only work on the 12.9 inch iPad pro, you know, it's like these devices that are like, you know, higher end, probably much lower volume than their peers. um, And, Imagine try imagine targeting only a 12. iPad Pro with the most recent M2 chip and the one terabyte configuration. <laughs> That's probably more like the volume we're gonna see on Vision OS. In in some ways that also shows kind of what the market is. Like this is going to be a product that has a very small market by numbers, but it is a high end and specialized market to start. Over time it will broaden, of course, but Right now, it's going to be a high-end and specialized market. And so it does probably make sense for a lot of people to be there. Uh, but it's going to also be hard to justify investing tons of time there now, especially before we have the hardware. Because anything – and this kind of gets to get to the value of the labs and, and, if possible, the dev kits. Anything that you design or build or or imagine for Vision OS now before we have the hardware, before we have access to the hardware – and experience with it, we're probably going to be throwing away three quarters of anything we make right now for it, because once we get the hardware, we're going to realize, oh, this thing I spent two months on in the summer—that I need to throw that all away because it doesn't work right, and I need to design it this way instead. Or this this interface idea I had doesn't work, or this you know, or it's it, it's impractical, or it doesn't fit the you know the model of everything else that you're doing on Vision OS. Like, I have so many of these questions. This is this is why I actually applied for a dev kit not because i think i'll get one because i think the chances of that are pretty low uh, just cuz my app is not you know visually immersive or flashy you know you mentioned people who'd get dev kits are probably only going to be people who like really need them for their app and there's pretty much nothing about my app that requires a dev kit um you know I, I would expect that to be things like people doing custom hand gestures super immersive experiences like that kind of stuff and i'm doing none of that stuff uh, so i wouldn't expect to get a dev kit but the reason i want one is you know thinking back to when the iPad launched and we had time to develop apps beforehand, and then I, I got the iPad and I instantly threw away the entire interface that I had made for it in the, in the, in the SDK time, like before it, because the interface I had made for it was terrible. And even now, so often I will design something in the simulator for even just the iPhone and then I'll run it on device and be like, Oh, this is, this doesn't work at all. This, this thing is too small. This doesn't look right. This doesn't feel right. And with vision OS, I don't want to invest tons and tons of time into my app before I have a Vision Pro to use it on because I know that I'm going to end up throwing away so much of that stuff or needing to redesign so much of that stuff. And and so it is kind of an odd time to think about like how to allocate time to this platform when iOS 17 is coming not only, not only much sooner, but also to way more people and way more devices. So I think it makes sense to like button up my iOS 17 stuff first before diving into vision. But at the same time now vision developer labs and stuff are like, this is all starting up now. And it's like, I I kind of, now I kind of regret not doing more vision stuff so far this summer. So I don't know. How, How are you thinking about this? Yeah.
1: So I think the broad philosophy that I think I would advocate to people for people to consider who are interested in making apps for vision OS is that I think you're 100 percent right that these until you actually have experienced a Vision OS headset on your face, do, you know, using it, experiencing it, it is going to be very difficult to write quality, you know, apps that will really you know thrive and be successful on that platform. That you're going to be making if you're just using the simulator. The simulator is great for the like iteration part of this in terms of the. Actually, when you're, you know, you're tweaking a view, you're changing the hierarchy, you're doing things like that, that iteration, that's fantastic in the simulator. It's, it gives you a good, good enough experience there. But the more like fundamental question of like, is this a good idea? Is this something, is this a concept that has legs and is valuable and would be cool that you really need to be on device to understand? And so the, like the philosophy that I, this is what I'm doing for myself. And I think I would generally recommend is, I think it is wise if you eventually want to be on vision OS to spend some amount of time in, you know, before iOS 17 or soon to work on your idea, to get it to a place that it would be worth trying out at the lab. And especially I would advocate for focusing down like whatever the key experience, the key moment or the key path that you expect users to use your app for Like, try that. Like, that was the approach that I took in Widgetsmith. Is like, there's a bunch of things that I have ideas for on the sides, but like, I wanted to make it that you could configure a widget, show it in the headset, and have it expand and contract into a tool. Like, that, that, that experience that I was kind of my core belief for how this would be useful on the platform, I wanted to build. And then there's a ton of other stuff that I completely ignored and just don't care about yet. That will come much, much later. That will be, you know, winter and fall work that I can feel good about putting putting off. But it's like, spend a little bit of time now getting your app into that place that it would be useful to try a lab, apply for a lab, hopefully that, you know, hopefully you can get one and go to that lab so that you li- your because like once you've gone to a lab, my expectation is that all of the Vision OS work you do after that will be dramatically and meaningfully better. That you will be writing better code with better UIs and better user experiences because you've been there, you've tried it on device, you have a sense of it in a way that isn't this abstract concept but is a real tangible thing. Or you'll have ideas for features or whole new apps that come from your experience at the lab that you just wouldn't have until you tried it. So it's like do something, do enough that a lab is useful, that you have something to show, you have something to apply with now not don't go wild on it probably but just enough to get to, to a place that it would be useful apply for a lab hopefully you get a lab and then expect that the majority of your actual development time will come later that you you know it isn't that once you've gone to a lab you then have to you know immediately dive into vision os 100 percent of your time because you've had that experience like probably not if anything it's probably what i'm expecting is it would be much more of a you know i've built my prototype. Hopefully I get a lab, go to the lab and then, you know, go back to iOS 17 and let it kind of noodle in the back of my mind for the next few weeks and months to improve on the ideas and the concepts and potentially be coming back and doing iteration in the simulator based on that. Um, but I think you can't expect to write good vision os apps if you've never worn a vision os and so i would encourage that's why i would sort of say like you need to do just enough or have enough of a concept that it's worth going to a lab in terms of like the way that the labs are sort of structured it seems it's it's, it's not intended to be like a speculative like i just want to kick the tires it's you need to have something to show you need to have something that clearly demonstrates that you are actually you know, meaningfully invested in working on this platform, but you don't need to have the app finished to be at that point. And so like get enough that you are, you have a reasonable case to go to one and then go to one and expect that hopefully that opens up a lot of doors for you, both in terms of for ideas and things in terms of understanding user interaction, and then you know, it'll, like it, at the very least, they've said, you know, it's not coming until, uh, early, early next year. So you have at least until like, you know, December 31st that you, that's really the, you know, the earliest realistic deadline. And most likely, I don't think it's going to be launching in January 2nd. I think it's much more likely to be a bit later than that. So we have some time to actually do the grunt work to do that you know, the part of the development process that will take time, rather than the part that is just like that superficial, important, like nailing that core concept, and then you can worry about the rest of it later. So like, that's the approach I'm taking. And I think it seems reasonable. And I think it means it makes the lab useful. And getting a lab sooner rather than later is probably also very useful just in terms of being able to, you know, have that have had that experience and be able to be thinking about it to be able to imagining what this is like in a much more tangible and practical
0: way. We are sponsored this episode by Electric. When leading your small business, it's not all glamour. In fact, sometimes it's a matter of spending hours onboarding an employee, which you're well-equipped to deal with, but maybe you don't have the time. The team over at Electric knows that small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand to help with time-consuming parts of your business, such as standardized device security with best-in-class device management software so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale. And employee onboarding and offboarding can be done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Plus, Electric will help keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, networks and applications while simple simplified reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance and proactive it recommendations and automated workflows make it easy to manage for even non-technical users and look if you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services but you're not sure where to start electrics experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized it processes for your organization so for Under the Radar listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo Three headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai/radar. That's electric.ai/radar. Go there now to get your free pair of Beats Solo Three headphones today for scheduling a qualified meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of this show.
1: And so, I guess so. Like that's my kind of overall framework for. What allow like how how to structure your time and then I think additionally something that I wanted to kind of close on is uh, and I have a sort of corresponding blog post to this that I'm not like reading the blog post necessarily but I think there's a lot of things in this where if you are fortunate enough to go to one of these labs that it's the kind of thing and I'm speculating wildly on this because like as far as at this point no one has been to one of these labs we don't really know what they're going to be like or if people are going to be able to talk about what they're like uh, but. It's the kind of a thing that I think you can go into it with a fair bit of just like speculating based on past general experiences that there are things that you could do ahead of time to be more successful if you get one of these. That going to an event like this, like your enemy is wasting your time. Because it's very time limited. It's going to be the kind of thing where it starts at this time. It ends at this time. And that's it. Like they, you know, time's up. They take, they they take your hardware and say goodbye. Um, and you're not like, Oh, well, I wasn't quite finished. Oh, it's like, well, well, the lab's over. Like that's just the way it is. It's not like, Oh, you can come back tomorrow and keep working on it. It's like, nope. This is your slot. Use it wisely and be thoughtful about that. Um, as a result, and this can take a variety of different forms, like, on the one hand, it's like be thoughtful about just setting up your work environment. Like, if you have your, if you usually work on a desktop, but you have like a laptop for travel, well, make sure your laptop is like set up and ready and has the latest version of Xcode on it and has plenty of disk space and has like all of your files that you need in order to run your project. Like, these are things where you don't want to be spending the first 30 minutes of your lab downloading Xcode and waiting for it to unzip itself. Like, that would just, <laughs> Like, don't do not do that. Do this ahead of time. Make sure that everything you have is in place. Everything is good to go. You know, your laptop is steady and, like, make sure that it works to the degree of, like, hopefully you were able to run your project that you're going to work on in the X, you know, in the Vision OS simulator on that computer. And it should work great. You know, there's no build issues. There's no pro- problems with that. Like, you've verified your tool set such that you're not going to waste any time that, you know, as soon as they say, go, as soon as they've, you know, I've no idea how this would work, but I imagine at some point they'll like distribute you a device and then you'll be somehow connecting it to your Mac. Like once that happens, you want to be able to just like, I guess I was going to say, put your, you know, like put your head down, but it's like, put your head up. I don't even know you're wearing a, a, a vision pro <laughs> it's like, put it on, you will strap in, I don't know. And like, get started. Don't, don't feel like you have to wait um, and waste your time because you're, you know, your tools aren't ready to go or something like that
0: do you think they're gonna have these in like a room with a couch and like like a big empty table like like what's the what do you think the situation is like with the physical environment around you
1: well if we if we've learned anything from the vision os simulator there'll be three rooms (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) there'll be
1: a kitchen a museum Um, and a living room. Wouldn't it be amazing if they actually had those at the labs? And they're actually the exact, like with the same arc, the same, you know, the same table, the same art on the wall, the same, everything. Yeah. Yeah. They've just
0: made like 30 of them. Exactly. (laughs) Like,
1: I mean, how, that would be amazing, but I don't know. I think the physical layout of something like this is so impossible to imagine. Cause like some of the device requires physical space, like in a way that, um, Like developing for an iPhone, and I mean, I I run into this a little bit with an iPhone app where like it requires walking. So you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. for when I'm working on Pedometer Plus Plus, I need a device that I can walk with. But if you were making a Vision OS app that required you to move around the space, like in the demos where they had the thing with the dinosaur, where you like walked around and interacted with the dinosaur, like if you were developing one of those, you're gonna be able, you're gonna need to be able to get up and walk around. And so it's not just like here's your little cubicle like have at it that doesn't make any sense so like i don't know like i don't necessarily envy the amount of square footage that i suspect these labs will require um (laughs) just logistically to 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 do but i don't know like i think there's going to be some space because it's a device that benefits from that but um yeah i do not envy whoever had to come up with like where how the 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 physical logistics of this work i mean at wdc they had they had to build a whole new structure just to, <laughs> yeah, just to, to have like about
0: eight demo rooms. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I, I don't know how this is going to, how this is going to work in practice, but it's like, however it's going to work, like be ready to take advantage of it. I guess have wear comfortable shoes. I don't think I put that <laughs> on my list, but like wear comfortable shoes if you're be walking around uh, inside of it.
0: That's great. no, i, I and I wonder too, like you know, it's like, could I you're making me want to like fly to California and bring a pro display xDR with me? like you know you sure. gotta like have a have your workspace, you know, have your work set up, and like you know, I can work on a laptop just fine, but i I would much rather I'm much more efficient the more screen space I have
1: <laughs> I think it is a very open question, like even
0: like the will the mac uh screen oh. sharing. Th- feature yeah i was gonna say like uh, that's a a 4k you know that's like you know a a roughly you know 20 inch equivalent monitor like that's can i develop in that while using the vision pro that would solve a lot of problems Well, or or
1: there even there like it's like if that is the case will it require sonoma um oh yeah because like i don't run i'm not running sonoma on my main laptop now i'm not crazy like that would seem <laughs> absurd to, to, to for you install you know, a, a beta os where i do my main work but at the same time like if that's the way i need to do it like that would be awesome oh, man. um but yeah so there's definitely some some things that are unknown going into it i think and that's just a just the bare minimum there's going to be some unknowns that we have that you just want to be as ready as you can be but understand that whatever you do is not going to be you're never going to be totally prepared and i think on the other side of things probably just worth saying is I would say it's wise to go into something like this being thoughtful about what you hope to accomplish and like, write that down in a list and like work your way through the list. So you don't get stuck in some rabbit hole that you then look up and it's like three hours have passed and most, you know, you just lost a third of your time and you haven't accomplished the thing you were actually hoping to get to. And like, it's fine. I think for one of those things to be, you know, spend 60 minutes exploring, Exploring the device, like just doing, like, go open Safari and go to, you know, go to the Verge and read some articles. Like, that's fine. Just like, if that's your goal, is to familiarize yourself with the device, with the concept, like those kinds of experiences. But like, set a, you know, set a timer on your watch to say, like, I'm doing this for 30 minutes. I'm doing this for. 60 minutes, whatever your kind of plan you want to have. But mostly I, hopefully you be, have like, here's some app experiences that I prototyped that I want to try. I want to see what it's like to do this. I want to see what it's like to do that and work your way through them and kind of have a guideline that if at some point you feel stuck, you hit a, like you hit a, you hit a dead end. You want to be sure that you're like, okay, I'm just going to bounce off of that. Like this idea didn't go anywhere. This idea isn't working. Like for some reason I can't get it to work. It's not compiling right this feature that I think should work. Isn't work. Like there might be some staff there who can help you if it's that kind of like a technical issue. They're like, Oh, why won't my Vision OS app you know compile or it's not loading right? There might be a someone from the like developer resources group who, you know, if you filed one of your like dev tickets with, I think they those people will often potentially be someone who could come to something like this and be helpful to you. But if there is someone, help ask. But if the answer is like, huh, I don't know. That seems like it's just broken. Like have something ne- go to plan B, like go to your next thing on your list. Don't get stuck because, you know, this is a very time limited experience. And who knows if you're going to get another one, like, it seems like that, you know, there's, there's several of these that they're, that they're setting up, but if they're at all constrained in terms of capacity, I wouldn't expect to be able to like, keep going back to lab after lab after lab, because that seems pretty unlikely if they're at all oversubscribed.
0: Yeah, I I think your goal here should be you know, we were mentioning earlier how you know when you actually have real hardware after developing in the simulator for a while, you you realize what works and what doesn't. Your goal should be like, as quickly as possible, figure out does your design work, does your interaction work, Do, you know what, how does it feel, and does it function, and try to try to answer those questions. How does it feel? Does it function for as many separate parts of your? apps or concepts or designs as you can during that time because the other stuff the bits and pieces of like how you know how this view is quite laid out like you know the details of how it's laid out or the details of some animation or the details of some under you know underpinnings that can be all worked out in your own time later in the simulator but what can be worked out best on device is does it work and how does it feel yeah
1: and i think those if you can answer those questions you'll be set up for an exciting like cool I guess, fall, you know, sort of end of summer, beginning of fall about this new platform. Like, I'm still super excited about it. I experienced it for 30 minutes and I'm still like, whatever, a month and a half later, I'm still jazzed about it. I'm still super excited. I have to manage that in terms of the way it interacts with my iOS 17 time, but I'm super excited. And I'm so excited that this is going to happen soon. So everyone else can have that experience that I had and be excited about this platform because I think it's super
0: cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye.